Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. It's JG. <laughs> and this is Robert. And we've got. No, we've got the. We've got, he's back. I'm back for more. He's it's my here. third pod. <laughs> <laughs> he is now a recurring guest, as we've established that before in the previous episode. Um, so the last episode we talked about, we talked about expectations from the offense and said, you know, for us to have a successful season or if it's going to be a failure of a season, what's going to have to happen? This episode, if you could guess, we're talking about the defense and. It's a little tougher talking about the defense, I think, because you don't really, like, stats-wise, we're not going to get into the weeds of, uh, I guess... Speak for yourself, JG. I don't know. Like, (laughs) tackles, interceptions... Before we we do that, I think we have to give some airtime to what all of our listeners are wanting to know. We've had some negative feedback recently about our lack of an intro. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean... Do you want to keep going on that, Robert? We've had some Pain trapnel. We've had We're some calling you out. Upset at the fact that we don't have an intro right now on some of our podcasts. Robert's great with the intros. Welcome in, and boys and girls. La- is, what is this? You say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yeah, or? we change it up. Yeah, we, you okay, know, yeah. from time to time. And when Madonna gets introduced, <laughs> the crowd goes wild. But listen, the Titans aren't throwing out their starters and their best plays in the preseason. We're getting ramped up just like our, you know, just like our favorite team here. All right. So just, you know, the content will be back just the way you like it come week one. Pain trapnel. No worries. <laughs> no worries on that. So, okay. Moving on from there. Yeah. No worries. Definitely no worries. Please Pain. stop being worried. <laughs> stop. <laughs> we, uh, we listen to our listeners and we, we hear you and we're going to fix it. Yeah. We're, we're going to get better. Podcast for the people. Primetime Titans. Um, so, uh, with the defense, I don't know about y'all, but I'm expecting basically last year's defense because we, I mean, who did we lose? I, we lost our, some linebackers, Rashawn Jan, Jenkins, Jan Brown, Dane Crookshank, Dane Crookshank. That might be, that might actually end up being like a bigger loss than we would think. Jalen Brown. Yep. And Sean Evans. Yes. Thank so gosh. I would goodness. say I, I'm happy about that. Maybe let's Buster start. Screen. Yes, he just retired. That is true. I do love Buster Screen. He was a great. I remember you first bringing up his name for the first time, and I thought you were making up a name. Nick DeZubnar. <laughs> He's Bummer. no longer there. <laughs> okay. Should we have a podcast dedicated to Nick DeZubnar? You know who's someone we haven't brought up in a while? Morgan freaking Cox. Golly. I think, Pettit, you've been slacking on that. So let's, I have. That, maybe that's another thing. Week one, come week one. Don't worry about that. Wayne <laughs> Cox will be back. He'll, we'll talk about him every episode yes. once week one comes around. Okay, so the defensive line. Let's start there. Got to be elite. For, okay, for the season to be a gotta success. Got to be elite. We got to keep up the sacks. We, so I think you, you really saw our defensive line take a step in the second half of last year. I think Bud Dupree getting back from injury was huge. I think Harold Landry is always going to be – like a really hard worker, leader, glue guy. I don't think he's going to be your – you don't ever want him to be your best pass rusher, right? But he's perfect in the role when Bud Dupree emerges as, you know, vintage Steelers Bud Dupree, and he's starting to, you know, take over 
offensive linemen and really affect the pass, uh, the passing game for the opposing offenses. Harold Landry can then knife in on blitzes. He just works his butt off. He's so such a hard worker that it really fits in well with Harold Landry. I mean, with Bud Dupree. And then I think we saw Jeffrey Simmons really come into his own in the second half of last season. He only had eight and a half sacks on the year, which is actually a lot for a defensive tackle. But I'm expecting Jeffrey Simmons to have double-digit sacks this year. And this is crazy. I wouldn't be shocked if we've got three guys with double-digit sacks on our defensive line. I mean, it's po- there's a world where that's possible. Harold Landry, Bud Dupree, and Jeffrey Simmons all get double-digit sacks this year. And if our team is going to realize our, its potential, there's two major position groups that have got to step up, and that first one is that defensive line. We've got to be elite because we, we can. We saw it in the Bengals game. Yeah. And we're not going to get nine sacks a game. That's insane. But if we can get, you know, three sacks a game – four sacks a game, you know, and really, really put fear into the, the, the hearts and minds of opposing offensive coordinators, and I think we got a really, really good season ahead of us. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm looking at, so in terms of, you know, stats to look at in comparison, um, last year, third down conversion for the defense, so like for the opposing team to convert on third down was 36.7% out of one extra game compared to the year prior. So 2020, the conversion percentage, which was, you know, one of the worst in NFL history, was 51.9%. Oh, my word. So I think the standard that so now, the, <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> the standard now is, you know, that 36.7%. That should be the number that we should focus on, I think, a lot this year. I think sacks play a huge part into getting a team down to mm-hmm. third down percentage or getting them down to third down in general. So I think a big number I would like to focus on in the defense is that third down conversion. That's good. Another number to look at is in the red zone. So in that 2020 season as well, I'll start with the 2020 season. In the red zone, they scored on 69.2% of drives in the red zone. 69.2. That is not very good. And our offense that year, which, again, it's kind of irrelevant, was 75%. And that was one of the best in the league for a long time that was that that held a a record for a while that previous year the percent was 51.7 percent and then our offense was 63.9 percent so again I think the numbers we really want to focus on the defense is holding teams on third down to 36.7 percent and then in the red zone around that 50 percent mark and that would be another stellar season right there that it turnovers and sacks are Obviously, play a huge part in that, but if those two numbers are hit, I'm happy. That it, that right there is some good stuff. Good content. I right mean, there. we might let's just we thank y'all. <laughs> All we're right, <laughs> <laughs> we're out. Um, that's incredible. I mean, I think that uh, that's huge. I, my my first thing going like the third downs got to keep that similar to 2021. The whole thing to me with the talking about like the red zone, I I, I tend to always go to the Ben don't break phrase mm-hmm. and, and that term and like the games where we really were pulling it out, like the bills game and stuff like that. There are times where we're letting them get in the red zone and, and we just somehow make that stop the, I mean the bills game last year with the, the fourth and one, like the, the, at the end of the game, yeah. they didn't get the first down. Like the defense just has to keep that up. And I think it hundred re- percent starts with the defensive line and Robert, I think what you said about 
potentially having three guys with double-digit sacks. I think that it's one of those things where, like, sacks can sometimes be – it's the easy stat to, to look to to be, like, the measure of success. So if we don't get the sacks again, kind of like last year you said Jeffrey Simmons only had eight and a half. Maybe a lot for a D lineman, but he could definitely have more. We may not need the sacks to have that successful season. Yeah, I agree. But we just we definitely need to keep putting pressure on it, keep up our third down defense. But yeah, so I think that's that's what I got for the D line. Uh, sorry. No, you're good. Can I, so I got one other stat that okay. I think is kind of something interesting. Um, it really did feel like we had a bend don't break mentality last year, and I think some of that is true. Uh, I'm gonna again compare last year to the year prior. So last year we gave up 56 um, hundred yards total offense or passing and rushing. The year prior, which again it's it's really hard to compare because it was a really really bad defensive year that year. We gave up 63, almost 6400 yards, and that was with one less game in the season. So. I, as much as it felt like we had a bend don't break, I feel like we actually had a very successful yardage season. But again, we had the best run defense, so I think it was more focused on that passing defense last year. Yeah. So you'd like to see that passing defense step up yeah. this year. So I was about to. I was just going to move to the linebackers now. Um, I feel like the secondary could be what we talk about for the most of it. But with the linebackers, I mean, with the run defense that you were talking about, Pettit and. The coverage, and we've we've talked about how the the two linebackers we have are underrated when it comes to the national media. But to us, we realize they're really good. What do we want from that? Are we thinking that the that line the inside linebackers can really perform? I mean, do, what do they need to do to have a successful season? Do you think? I think David Long needs to keep being David Long. I Just mean, all over the field, all over the field. He, you know, his only he his biggest. Knock is his size, right? He's, I mean, he can't really help that. Zach Cunningham is never going to be a plus, I don't think, on pass coverage. coverage yeah, but he's going to be a, a huge positive in the run game. And so we, I think, for us to have a successful season, we've got to find a third linebacker, whether it's Campbell or Monty Rice. I think too, what you said about we talked about Derrick Henry, what he has to do to stay to have a successful season. Linebackers got to stay healthy. Linebackers got to stay healthy. And, you know, we might see – Mike Vrabel loves run a dime package with six DBs. We're bringing in safeties. You know, we, we, we're missing out on Dane Crookshank. We'll get to the secondary in a second. But maybe part of the reason is because we don't have that big – almost it's, it's the dime package linebacker that you can put in the box who can play linebacker, but he's really there to be David Cunningham's replacement on, on obvious passing downs. Mm-hmm. That's – I think that's – probably the position we lack the most in terms of like an obvious who's going to fill that role um and if you know if Zach Cunningham was a plus coverage linebacker you know you probably feel pretty good about that position you don't really need a guy to go match up on tight ends and the you know to drop into the to the flats or to get into the cover three hook curl zone whatever the case may be but David Cunningham is is proven that he's just he's never going to be that plus cover linebacker, and so David Long is, and so I just think, yeah, for us to be successful, we got to have a third guy emerge. We Sorry about that. That's Alexa agrees. Alexa <laughs> thinks that this David <laughs> that Cunningham is disconnected from coverage. 
Sorry about that background noise, but I think that I mean that covers it to me for the linebackers. Let's move to the secondary. Trap, do you want to start us with the secondary? Where do you see this season? Where do you see the season being a success when it comes to the secondary? And I, maybe it's cornerbacks first. Maybe you like think about cornerback because safeties. We talked about it as our best position group on the defense because of Byard and Amani Hooker. Is it? I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I think I think from the safety's perspective we're in we're in a good spot and and if not just depth. Yeah. Maybe just Yeah, maybe depth. You have, you know, staying healthy again that that's key, but I mean between the two of them you you'd be hard pressed to find a a group of safeties that are, are better than the two of them, but at the corner position, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be I think you're going to have to have at least one guy step up and begin to kind of come into his own, and whether yeah. that's, um, you know, Farley, uh, Robert's boy, uh, who, as he pointed out, hasn't played competitive, competitive football in three full years, and so people that are calling for him to be, you know, a bust. And a bust he's already. Not the guy. What <laughs> yeah, get out of here with that Which bust Robert, commentation. Robert, do you want to go ahead and talk about what you think about Caleb Farley with all the – Everyone I just think the there's, some t- there's some buzz on Twitter and then some text threads I'm in, and people are saying Caleb Farley's a bust. Like already a bust. Yes. And and it came after his bad day against the Bucks, the first practice. That he then responded them. the next yeah. day. Yeah, and he had a pick, and he shut down Julio in the end zone. And, like, the man in 2019 was, arg- I mean, arguably one of the best corners in college football. Um, graded out really, really well. You saw the traits, the size, the speed, the recovery ability. 2020 decides to sit out for COVID, doesn't play football, also has back surgery. 2021 gets drafted by the Titans, comes to camp. You could tell he hasn't been working out very much. He's not quite an NFL corner at the moment in terms of just overall body type, size, strength, or he has the size, not the strength. And then he goes out and tears his ACL. So the man hasn't really played, you know, long stretches or even any stretches of meaningful football in the last this is this is now the third year. So this is year three since twenty nineteen. So so he's it's gonna take some time for him to get back to that. Yeah. He's gonna have some reps where So it's he, not fair to call him bust. No, right he's gonna have some reps this season where he gets burned and we're gonna be like, Oh wow, Caleb Farley, I don't know. What matters is that he goes back into the film room, they get him coached up, and they start developing those traits. And then next year is when I really think we'll see what we've got in Caleb Farley because it's, he's going to have some really bad moments this year. I'm just expecting it. But if he can stay healthy, get some, you know, gets a little seasoning, and then he can start using those, those God-given traits and abilities next season, and I think he could be a shutdown corner. Yeah. I think that's the vision. So, if I mean, you just don't – I don't know. I, we're going to see him get burned this year. That's just – because he, he's so raw. But that's okay. He also might have highlight reel-type plays where you're like, oh, my gosh, that guy could be amazing. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off earlier, Trap, but if you no, want to I, I, would, I would I would agree with that. Statement. I mean, I, I was just echoing um, kind of what Robert was saying. I would say also, given that corner is – a I wouldn't say weak spot yet because we don't know. So it's an unproven spot. It's a major blessing and huge that our defensive line is as solid as it mm-hmm. is because it can 
put duct tape potentially over. It can make the cornerback position look better. Exactly. Than it exactly. Fits. And if we are getting the QB pressures, if we are getting, um, you know, the the sacks, but generally if there is an emphasis there, then it throws quarterbacks off and it allows a Caleb Farley who maybe isn't all the way there yet to be able to have a little bit more leeway in terms of, um, you know, uh, not getting picked on as easily as he would if, you know, a couple of years ago we couldn't get to the quarterback, right? Yeah. And it was like, why does the quarterback have 15 seconds in the pocket every single time? Yeah. So I think it's, you know, a yin and yang, but I think it's a very, very important one, obviously, and we have some good quarterbacks in our division, so we'll see. I think that <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see who, who does uh, snag that other cornerback spot opposite of Christian Fulton. Uh, we still have Elijah Molden, who's solid, but he's been he's been hurt recently. Um, the safeties are solid, and I mean, it could end up being to where Caleb Farley, Roger McCreary, and Christian Fulton are on the field together at the same time, and that could look. I mean, I've been really excited about Roger McCreary. Um, I think as far as what the season, like how the season would be a success, uh, you know, depending on how the secondary plays. I, give me some more. I don't even know if this we, this has to happen for us to have a success, but. Give me some more pick sixes. I want more pick sixes. Give me some more turnovers. I think the turnover number last year, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I feel like I remember us doing pretty well with turnovers. 14. 14? I mean, I, I, like Kevin Byard's pick six against the Rams. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's it's amazing. I mean, we, it's, I felt like we didn't have a ton, but the ones we did have were crucial. And it's very it's 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 an obvious stat where you have more turnovers, you're more likely to win the game. And so it's such a huge uh, stat, a part of the game. It's huge, such a huge part of the game where you got to win that turnover battle. And I think that our defense is capable of creating strip sacks, creating tough pockets for the quarterbacks to make bad throws, and and athletic enough secondary to make plays so i think that that can happen for our season to be a success and i think uh yeah i think honestly i don't know about y'all do you have anything else you want to talk about anything really on your mind with with uh, anything on the defense they're gonna be fun to watch i hope yeah i think we're gonna be take a major step up this year if 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 the corners can step up and the D-line can step up, which we both we all think they're capable of doing. I think we could be a top 10, top 5 defense this year. Yeah, and I think overall, uh, the last thing I'm going to say for what the defense has to do for the season to be a success is when the offense is struggling, maybe early in the season, defense picks them up, and we're able to win games because of our defense. I think that's, that's what I'm going to end on. So uh, – that's it for us. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And I'm Trap. And we thank y'all. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry.